Welcome to the Muso Church Podcast. Here, we share the powerful and practical gospel of Jesus Christ until everyone is free and flourishing. We're so excited that you're here. Wherever you're listening from, we are trusting and believing that God is going to touch your life through this podcast. Uh, greetings, beloved, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. I just want to take this time to greet our leaders, dear friends of mine, Pastor Koketo and his young-looking wife. Amen. Yeah, I know. These pastors, they say we must go for the heart. <laughs> go for the heart. You know, what matters is personality. Ah, put this. What are this one? There was a conglomeration of factors. So young lions, do as they do, amen. I sense there's anointing for the changing of surnames. Come on. Someone's... Hi, hi, hi. Like, you know, it's like someone has been tired of their surname. And like, God is like, hi, new surname, amen. It's like I see drama at your gate. Blankets. In some uh, people being paid to open up their mouth. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who this word is for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what a grace. Young lions, you carry a grace to change surnames. Amen. Yeah, you carry. You know, someone is like, my name has been saved by my name. Or rather, my numbers have been saved by my real name. I need to be called baby. Honey. Chicken licking. Come on, can I see for some chicken licking up here? <laughs> like I'm a chicken. <laughs> Pastor Kokeso, thank you so much uh, for such a, a great opportunity. I'm appreciative of um, our friendship. Uh, as I was telling the first group, uh, that, you know, meeting Pastor Koketso was, what I would say is, it was a, a, what do I call it, a Damascus experience. I didn't know that ministry could be done at that type of level. So it's such a great blessing. Uh, you've been a great friend. I learned so much from you. And, you know, Muso, you guys are blessed with really great pastors. Right? So this is what we're going to do. We're going to stand up on our feet and we're gonna clap hands and appreciate our pastors. Come on, let's stand up and thank God for our pastor. Come on, you can do better than that! What a blessing. Come on. We were trying it out. Now we're gonna do the real thing. Can we really appreciate our pastors before we start? Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Amen. You know, as Pastor Koketsu was talking about the offering, we had a half-night prayer on Friday. Oh, yeah. So, squad goals, Manuel, you know? Squad goals. Um, we had one of the most, Mvulana can attest to this, craziest offering we've ever experienced. 
I mean, I lost my Jordans. That's why I'm wearing these shoes, Bangwell. <laughs> I had a boss watch. It had to go. Uh, iPad, an iPhone, and another Android phone, which was not, you know, anyway. But <laughs> it was a lot. But the point is that the, the whole platform had sneakers, had jackets. People gave couches, handbags, laptops, screens. And the title of the message was Asset Giving. Because in the New Testament, we don't just give cash. We also give assets. At times, if you don't have the money, you leave there. Yeah, even the watches, there were watches. You, you drop a watch in the... Am I good? Oh, I'm dropping this as well. And that was one of... Mfulana, am I exaggerating? It was... Uh, someone even brought clothes. Um, all their work clothes. They said, this other person said, all my shoes. Washing machine. This other person, you see this one I loved. It's like, I don't have anything. I'm leaving my water bottle here. That's all I have. There were so many Air Force on stage. Man, like, real Air Force. Like, even if you looked at it, you're like, this is an Air Force. <laughs> like, Air Force, Jordans, watches, speakers. So, uh, that was so crazy. There was just such a move, a radical move of generosity. I want to just encourage you guys who are members of this church, don't just come to consume. God is doing an amazing work. Become a part of it. Become a part of it. Be one of the best givers. And when I'm talking about the best, I'm talking proportionally, because it's not always the amount, it's the proportion. If you only get 100 rand and you give 90 rand, you are one of the biggest givers in this church from a proportional standpoint, amen. So I just want to encourage you in that area, push into it, Bangwele. God has great things in store. And even to our students, you know, tithe and offering is not just for the safe folk or the older folk. If you don't start now, I'm telling you, it will seem like a lot when that first 25,000 comes in, amen. So Bangwele, I'm, I'm, I'm married to an extremely hot wife from Richards Bay. You know this Zulu woman, Bangwele? <laughs> so I am blessed. I'm no longer a young lion. Uh, I'm married to a lady by the name of Spelele. And God has blessed us with a beautiful baby daughter. She's 11 months old. She wants to eat everything. It's scary. Like, it's like they like eating remotes. I don't know. <laughs> but what a great blessing. Um, I see some friends in this place. I'm so excited that you guys are part of this house. And I want to encourage you to please serve. Muruti, there are people who should be in your worship team who are sitting here. I see them. I'm just saying, if you want me to just point out after the service, I will do so. Amen. Praise God. Today we'll be speaking under the thematic expression, quadrants of receptivity. Somebody say quadrants of receptivity. You see, these pastors from 4 they come with nice titles. <laughs> quadrants of receptivity. Like, you know, church is awesome. Where were you going to come across this? But for some of you, I know you've been running from this ever since you picked up Matt's lead. But today we are coming for you. <laughs> Qu 
quadrants of receptivity. Can my Madrid people give me a shout? Now, a, a quadrant is, is a circle or a circumference that consists of, let me say, two intersecting lines, and they all intersect at 90 degrees. So what you'd have is that, for instance, where you have sort of like a, a dark blue, you'd refer to that as a first quadrant. Now, Vasi Quad speaks of the number four. So um, a quadrant in this instance would speak of a circle that consists of four even portions. Amen. So we learned something already. Praise God. Now, you know, oftentimes you, you go to church and you'll hear a word. You're like, you know, today the pastor... Hey, it was taking The word was not quite there. You know, it was like, ah, you know, you must pray a bit more often. But what we fail to understand is that game recognizes game. And sometimes you seem unfamiliar. That's a line from the Boondogs. We used to watch the Boondogs here. Yeah. Come on, what a grace. Grace recognizes grace. Or rather, or rather, game recognizes game. What happened when Mary met Elizabeth? Their babies began to leap. Some of you, you already know where I'm going because something is working on the inside of you. But Manuela, we need to understand this, that it's not always the quality of the seed that determines the quality of the harvest. It's rather the quality of the soil. It's the quality of the soil. It's the, uh, how is the soil doing? Uh, how are we doing in the soil department? Uh, how qualitative are you in your response to God? Now, in order for us to really just understand what I'm talking about, I need us to look at a few things. Let's look at Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. That's going to be our master text. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed. You know, when I look at it, when I read the scripture, I always think of a man and his daughter. <laughs> so, <laughs> a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. Can somebody say they're not talking about me? Listen to this. It sprang up quickly. 
landing quickly, that, that flight, right? Because the soil was shallow. One of the things that, maybe there's even a relationship nugget, that one of the things that I look at when I evaluate relationships is not intensity, it's consistency. Yeah. Have you ever met someone just come way too strong? Hey, bestie, day one. <laughs> Ten past four, bestie. Boo, <laughs> whoa. Like, what's going on? Like, we're not there yet, champ. Let's... Many of us today have intensity, but we don't have consistency. And even with church members, you know, Pastor Koko, there are some guys who join your church, and they'll be like, Maruti, I'm changing your car, Baba. Posh. It's coming from me. No, 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 I see the Porsche. Just, just stick around. Don't make a lot of promises that are going to make church attendance difficult for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Consistency. We don't want to be shallow. Because when we are shallow, when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. So in quadrant number one, we would say that some fell along the path. And in the second uh, quadrant, we'd say some fell on the rocky places. And then now let's look at quadrant number three. It says other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed, now we are moving to the fourth quadrant. Can somebody say they are talking about me now? I couldn't see myself as you were speaking, Pastor Martin, but now, yeah, we are, yeah you are getting hot, Murut. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Lord, your word is yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Now, it's quite interesting, Bangwele, that Jesus had the following to say about this particular parable. And let's quickly peruse at Mark chapter 4, verse 13. Mark chapter 4. That's not the right one. I think I mixed it up. We mixed it up, but here is how it reads. Mark chapter 4, verse 13. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? If, if you don't understand this parable, it makes it extremely complex to understand all the other parables. Now, what are some of the things that we need to pick up from Scripture? And that is, first of all, God is a farmer. And the Bible speaks about a farmer who went to sow seed. Now, let's quickly rush back to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13. Now we're reading verse 18. Listen then to what the parable of 
the sower means. Now, I, I need us to understand something. I didn't make reference to this particular portion of scripture, or rather a particular verse, but it's in the very same uh, chapter. It says that he began to explain these things to his disciples. He told the story to the crowd, but he explained these things to his disciples. But when Jesus was able to make a distinction between crowds and disciples, there are certain things that will be uttered to those who are part of the crowd. There are certain things that will be uttered for those who are disciples. For instance, let's bring it to you. You don't have to broadcast everything on social media, man. Or must I move on? It's fine. You are speaking to, dis- to crowds. What should be spoken to disciples? You are speaking to those who are curious and to those who don't care. But entertainers, it's fine. Listen to this. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches what was sown in their heart. This is a seed sown along the path. But when the one thing that I need us to understand firstly is that when we are talking about seed, particularly in the context of the scripture, we are talking about the word of God. Now, I need us to quickly rush to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. As the rain, we read it from verse 10. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and does not return without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth and it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose which I said it. Now, this is the potency of the word of God. This is the potency of the seed. The Bible says it does not return void. But there are things that negate the full manifestation of that seed. It is the quality of the soil. And when we talk about the quality of the soil, we are talking about you. Remember, man was made from the particles of the soil, the dust of the ground. Now, we understand that the word of God yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. And it says, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose which I sent. Here is what we need to understand. And let me even speak to the preachers. The truth of the matter is this. I don't care how powerful the way that you preach is. People fall under the four quadrants of receptivity. And and that is to say, listen to this. If your mathematics serves you well, you will realize that a good preacher at a high level probably has a 25% success rate. Because you have those who are in the first quadrant, 
You have those who are in the second quadrant. You have those who are in the third quadrant. And even within the fourth quadrants, there are levels. Can somebody say levels, Quentin? Come on, come on, let's say levels, Quentin. There, there, there are levels to this thing. And the Bible tells us that, listen to this, in the first quadrant, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. The enemy is able to steal if we don't understand, not with our minds, with our hearts. Because oftentimes what just simply comes to our minds makes us puffed up. But what comes into your mind transforms you. Is it not the Bible that says, guard your heart with all diligence because out of the heart flows the issues of life. Trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will make your path straight. We trust in the Lord. We don't lean with on our own understanding. Not that we don't use it. We just don't lean upon it. Now, how does that work? It means that we elevate our faith above our understanding. And even our understanding is informed by our faith. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says, by faith we understand. So there is another type of understanding that you will never truly get until you step in by faith. So what is the antidote for those who fall in the first quadrant? Pray for spiritual understanding. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, it's Paul's prayer for the church in, in Ephesus. He says, I pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. But what we need to understand is that revelation is not only for the preacher, it's also for the hearer. Because as much as it takes revelation to preach, it takes revelation to understand. It's a spirit. Let's look at the next one. The second quadrant. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. And Emmanuel, here's the thing. There is nothing wrong with receiving the word with joy. I'm one of those who receive the word with joy. You will think you're a great preacher if I listen to you. You see, I'm the type of audience I would like to have. I'm a shouter. I'm a jumper. I'll even come and slap you on your feet. I'm a joy listener. I'm part of your amen club. Come on up. That guy who says, come and say it again. That's me. I am him. Somebody say, I am him. But this is what we need to understand. There is nothing wrong with receiving the word of God with joy. Let's quickly rush to the book of Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, we'll start reading from verse 11. Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness. Another word there is they received the word with joy. But check this out. The Bible tells us that they were of more noble character. In other words, 
Heaven measures nobility differently to the way humanity does. How does heaven measure nobility? The level of receptivity to the word of God. The, the, the Bible says these people were of more noble character because they received the word with eagerness and examined the scriptures every day. You know what the biggest challenge is right now, particularly on social media? There are people who call themselves Bereans in that they examine what preachers are saying, but they don't receive the word with great eagerness. They, they are looking for content to criticize. But they miss the eagerness part. The Bible says not only did they receive the word with eagerness, they examined the scriptures. But well, the word is important. It's more important than when you are trying to send money via the e-wallet. Have you seen how you always check the numbers? Just to make sure. Is this zero or O? <laughs> is this a seven or is it an L? You, you, you look at it. it. Why do you look at it? It's because you think it's important. How much more the word of God? The Bible says, study to show yourself approved. A workman that need not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Do you examine the scriptures? And here's the thing, let's be part of the aiming club, but when we get home, let's, let's, let's examine. And, and when we examine, the word there seems to be very much surgical, in the sense that you want to look at the etymology of this word. You, you, you want to study what was the Greek word. But is this important? Come on, even when you've received money, you want to check your account. It's called examining. The Bible says there are people who receive the word with joy. Let's go back to Matthew 13. Who hears the word and at once receives with joy, but since they have no root, you know, many of us as children of God, we are pot plant Christians. We are rootless and fruitless. But when they refuse to be a Christmas tree, a Christmas tree looks like another tree. And you know what's the funny thing about it? A Christmas tree has gifts around it, but it can't produce fruit. It's a tree. It's an artificial tree. It, it can preach. It can prophesy. But the Bible does not say we must recognize them by their gift. Come on. It doesn't say recognize them by their updates. It says recognize. But you know what I've even found is that fruit is different. There is artificial fruit and there is fruit. You know, as black people, we used to decorate our fridges outside. Doesn't make sense to me. There would be bananas outside. You know those things? There would be strawberries. There would be apples. And then when you get inside, onion, Sprite bottle, and when you open, and when you drink it, it's water. That's why to date I still have trust issues because I was expecting Sprite. But the point is this. 
there is fruit which is not Christian-based. Do you know some people are virgins because they are Zulu? We ask to your soul. It's not a present your body as a living sacrifice. It's culturally based. That means very little. A fruit of the spirit must come from the spirit. So which tells us that even purity is bigger than virginity. Which means that even if I've messed up, I can still pursue purity. But, but you see, even if I've messed up, I can still pursue purity. But if I've messed up culturally, but to black So I don't want artificial fruit. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. Oh my God! I don't want to last a short time. Oh my God! Let's look at the, the last the, the 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 verse we quoted recently. We said it was Mark, but it's actually not Mark. That's John. Let's go back to that one. So it's the next slide after this. Check this out. That was a word for someone. I feel like someone has just been released. Oh. So it's John 4, verse 31. We often read it at verse 32. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It's not incorrect, but it's incomplete. Now, let's go back to the Jews who have believed. Jesus said, in fact, even this one does not quite have it. If you hold on to my teaching... Another version says, if you continue, you will know that this is really my teaching. You are really my disciples if you hold on, if you continue. But there are two types of people in the kingdom. Those who are curious and those who continue. But God will not reveal certain things to the curious. He will reveal them to those who continue. You, if you continue in my teaching, then you will know the truth. Yeah. Then. Then. So if there's a then, it means that there's something leading up to that then. If you hold on. <laughs> if you hold on. Okay, let's go back to our text. Again, Matthew 13, we're back at verse 21. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes, not not, yeah, because persecution is persecution, because of the word. Oh my God, can I speak to somebody this morning? Can I say to you that some of you are experiencing uh, persecution that is not capricious, persecution that is not arbitrary. I'm dropping legal terms right now, huh? It's, it's not just in jail, it's on account of the word. 
In other words, there was a prophetic word that was released over you. And now the enemy is contradicting the word that was spoken over you. But I've got an announcement to make that the contradiction is a contraction. You are about to release. Oh! Some of you carry prophetic words to be millionaires and you don't know how you're going to pay your rent. Oh my God. Some of you are carrying prophetic words that your marriage will be a, a, an important and significant marriage to the kingdom of God and you are not in a relationship and things are just messed up. But I want to tell you something. There is a cause. It's on account of the word. The enemy is counteracting the word that was released over you. So I'm going to continue. Huh. Order my steps in your word. And let no iniquity have dominion over me. Even though I walk through. Walk through. Hey, I will walk through heads. I will walk through confused. I will walk through without understanding. Because I understand that the word of God is like that light with senses. As I make him move, there will be light. The path of the just is like the dawn of light. Shining brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. Come on, somebody say, when I move, you move. Amen. Just like that. You see, the Lord is still sanctifying me. Yeah. Rap music is a... <laughs> when I move, you move just like that. Not the MTV Awards, Marie. <laughs> but they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes... Because of the word. And they quickly fall away. Let me say this. We need to understand when it's persecution on account of the word and when it's just yeah, the devil taking chances or when it's your own ill discipline. Because we, we might be motivating people who need to repent. We're coming along nicely, and then that's sharp turn. Like, uh, Pastor Koke to invite this guy again. Hey, and some of us But here's the thing, Bangal. Do you know that the Bible speaks of biblical suffering? And it speaks of prosperity. You don't have to choose. They come as a package. But what we have today, we have the prosperity camp and the suffering camp. Minabangwale, by the way, find me in the prosperity camp. I like prosperity. I like, I like soft things. You know what I mean? Am I talking to somebody in this place who says, I'm God's marshmallow, God's ground? Can I hear it from the Bogotos? Even, even jazz can be Bogotos. Amen. <laughs> Check out these ladies for coffee and they order chicken food. Anyway. Lately, <laughs> <laughs> eh? But the point is this. You don't have to choose. And there is some suffering which we said this is the will of God. And it was not. It's not even persecution on account of the word. It needs you to apply the word. Murut, can I please have 10 more minutes? Wow, I love this church. 
Where we fall, honestly speaking, is verse 22. The seed falling amongst the thorn refers to someone who hears the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word. Let me, tell you, let me bring it practically. Some of you, you are hearing messages about purity. Like God, oh God. But you know, if you introduce purity in your relationship, it's the end of that relationship. For, for instance, if you say, Mary, let your will be done, Joseph will break up with you. And when you value human approval above God's approval, you choke the word. Some of you right now, the biological clock is dealing with you. To the point where, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Uh, that one will, uh, no, it's fine. Me and Jesus, therefore there's now no condemnation. We'll deal with that scripture another time. The cares of this world. The cares of this world are what lead to comparison. Social media. You know, some things you didn't want them, you started wanting them because others had them. Sometimes what you have is actually enough, but someone has more. And, and, and the challenge is this. Instead of counting our blessings, we are counting the blessings of others. Jesus says, don't worry about what you'll wear, what you'll drink, what you'll eat. For the pagans of this world are after these things. But your heavenly father knows that you have need of these things. Can I tell you what is so scary about this? is the fact that, truly speaking, someone who does not worry about what they eat or drink is irresponsible. Think about it. You, you are the most irresponsible person in the world. So we measure your maturity by how much you care for what you will eat, drink, or wear. Some of you are not tithing because you are there, you are caring about what you will eat, drink, or wear. So, but the thing is this, when we stop caring about what we eat, well, drink, it makes us dependent. When we care, it makes us independent. But growth in the kingdom is not independence. Growth in the kingdom is dependence. When Jesus had hit the crescendo of maturity, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In other words, he grew in dependency. So we need to grow in dependence. We need to grow in interdependence. That's community. But now here's the thing. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was with God in the beginning. In Him was life, and that life was the light of man. La, la, la. Everything that was made was made by Him. Nothing that was made was made without Him. Can you believe that in as much as the, the Word of God is able to create, it can be choked by the cares of this world? You know, you want a husband. And it's a, it's a legitimate desire. It's nice. 
But if you're not careful, it falls under the cares of this world. And this is what happens. The cares of this world is often wanting anything more than him. That is, by the way, what adultery is. Or idolatry. Wanting anything more. Let's stand up on our feet. Right now, I need us to get prophetic. I, 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 <laughs> I, I know some of you are, are introverted. You, you are not very boisterous. You are not gregarious. You, those are nice words. You know, you, you are, you really just, you know, you are the toolist of the Lord. You know, just, but, but what I'm about to do needs you to pop. Can I please have the microphone? Can I please have the microphone? Right now, I need to close this well. And it's going to be a prophetic exercise. I know I'm messing up with the media stuff, but right now I need us to have a prophetic exercise. The Bible says in the book of Joshua, in the book of Joshua, verse 1, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may be successful wherever you go. And you know what the thing is? Many of us think courage is a personality trait. But while, but while the, the, the commands of God are not after our personalities. They are after our character. So you, you can't say, Lord, you, you can't tell me to pray in the morning. You know I'm not a morning person. We have such a short temper. Amen. There's a short temper. We are sizing This is who we are. Hey, I'm a Leo. Uh, I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo, I'm a Virgo, the devil is a liar. You can't do horoscopes and the Holy Ghost, amen. You can't do that. You, you, you are saying, you, you are saying, this, this is who I am. Pastor Kogosi, do not say we behold him as in a mirror and are transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory. We come in as we are, but we live as he is. Oh my God. He is not going to invalidate our brokenness. He's not going to invalidate our weaknesses. He's saying transformation. Don't you dare say you don't know how nuanced my relationship is. The word of God applies. The Bible says whoever hears my word and does it shall be likened unto a man who built his house upon the rock. The floods came and the winds beat against it, but it stood. I asked the question, who is this man who I'm being likened to when I do the word? Jesus said, you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. In other words, when I do the word, I become as he is, so am I in this world. It's not a personality thing. It's not a temperament thing. Obedience will even trump my temperament. Obedience will trump whatever star sign. Obedience will, will trump my genetic makeup. Obedience will trump my temper. Obedience will trump. And there's a question now. 
that needs to be asked. Are you a first quadrant person? Are you a second quadrant person? Are you a third quadrant person? Or are you a fourth quadrant person? If you are a fourth quadrant person, I needed to give Jesus a shout of praise. They say when Jesus say thrust into the deep, they say we have toiled all night, but at your word, we will thrust into the deep. We might have toiled all night, but we are taking your word. We are applying, we are building our lives on the word. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All of the crowd is sinking, son. Hey, Shabbat. Come on, bid me to come forth, Jesus. If you speak, I will walk on the word. Come on, I might not see you, but I can hear you. Hey, some of you are working on your sight, but God is saying, you need to see me with your ears. What does fourth quadrant people how do they respond to the word that says walk around the Jericho walls one come on come on these are these are fourth quadrant people two <laughs> three four Six. Many of us, we stop at six. But there's one more lap. There is one more lap. And when you have walked around, you can give him a shout. You can give him a shout. The walk has to precede the shout. The shout cannot precede the walk. I'm going to walk in your word. I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm going to walk in forgiveness. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to walk before I shout. Your walk is what gives way to your shout. You've been coming here to shout, but the other six days of the week, have you been walking in the word? Have you been walking in the spirit? Have you been walking in love? Come on, I need us to perform a prophetic action. Begin to walk around in this place. Begin to walk around. Begin to walk around. Come on, move around. Move around. Move around. Move around. Yes. Isaiah 54 says, Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, shout for joy, shout for joy. Shout for joy.
children of the desolate woman that of her who has a husband says the Lord when he says shout before you even give birth he's saying praise me on credit praise me in advance you might not have a reference point but you have a revelation God's gonna do it God's gonna do it no limitations Listen to verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread to the right. And you will spread to the left. Oh my God. Let me say this again. You will spread to the right. And to the left. And your descendants will dispossess nations. And settle in desolate cities. You're going to have to praise him prophetically. You're going to have to build prophetically. I will build an extra room. I'm trusting God for a baby. I'm going to create capacity. I will buy those diapers. I'm going to open a savings account. I will start an education plan for the child who's not yet born. I'm a fourth quadrant person. I'm deep in my... Ah! Come on, walls are coming down. Walls are coming down in this place. Whatever it is that was restricting you, whatever it is that was holding you bound, we speak increase, we speak growth, we speak stretching. We are stretching now. Devil, you took your best shot, but we are still standing because we are built right. We are built on the world. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that this message has been a blessing to you. Why not be a blessing to someone else by sharing this message with them? Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Goodbye and God bless.